Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel according to Luke. One day, Jesus was standing beside Lake Genesaret when the crowd pressed in around him to hear God's word. Jesus saw two boats sitting by the lake. The fishermen had gone ashore and were washing their nets. Jesus boarded one of the boats. Sorry, lost my place, of course. The one that belonged to Simon then asked him to row out a little distance from the shore. Jesus sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And when he had finished speaking to the crowds, he said to Simon, Row out farther into the deep water and drop your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing, but because you say so, I'll drop the nets. So they dropped the nets, and their catch was so huge that their nets were splitting. They signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They filled both boats so full that they were about to sink. When Simon Peter saw the catch, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Leave me, Lord, for I am a sinner. Peter and those with him were overcome with amazement because of the number of fish they caught. James and John, Zebedee's sons, were Simon's partners, and they were amazed too. Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will be fishing for people. As soon as they brought the boats to the shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. So, more years ago than I like to think about, when I was probably about my son's age, I began my scouting journey. And I spent a few years at the Cub Scout pack that was at the United Methodist Church that I attended growing up. And then a few years later, I followed a group of friends to a local Boy Scout troop. Um, And eventually I went on to uh, earn my Eagle Scout badge. And after I reached the age of 18, I kind of stuck around and stayed on at the troop for a while as a leader. Um, And then I eventually went on to serve as both a professional scouter for a while, as well as a district volunteer. And through scouting, I learned a variety of skills that would serve me well over the years. I met other boys from various backgrounds, people who had had different experiences from me. I developed leadership skills, I further grew in my love of nature, and I began to explore the relationship between faith and my service to others that would eventually lead me to go on to seminary and to ordination in the United Methodist Church. Of course, one of the key learnings is embodied in the Scout motto that is shared by both the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, Be Prepared. And there are many ways to interpret this saying. Sometimes we can think of it as our physical preparedness. And we can see this in our response to bad weather, when we head to the store to make sure we have enough food on hand just in case we can't get out again soon. Or when we stock our cars with things like road flares and first aid kits and blankets in case we have an emergency while we're out driving in our car. Other times we can think of our preparedness as our mental preparedness. So things like taking CPR training or being trained in first aid so that you can be prepared in the event that one of those sorts of things is needed in an emergency. But mental preparedness also means having the ability to adjust to changing circumstances. 
especially those that you may not have actually planned for and that perhaps run against accepted wisdom. As our communities begin to change around us, for good or for ill, how do we begin to adjust and adapt to those changes? This is also part of what it means to be prepared. And it seems fitting to me that we would be reflecting on this idea of preparedness as we listen to today's gospel story. Now, since Christmas, we've been reflecting on the ways in which Jesus has been revealed in the world as the Son of God. We've seen appearances of angels. We've heard God's voice from heaven. We've seen Jesus perform miracles. And we've seen the simple act of proclamation. But all these stories have focused on how it is that we can know Jesus and how Jesus is made known to us as God's divine Son. And the world was not prepared for this. This week, Jesus is hanging out on the lake shore. Now, as we heard the last couple of weeks, his fame has been growing as he's been traveling around, teaching and healing. And so the crowds are following him around, and they're pressing in close around him. And I'm sure it's very loud, very noisy. If he were to try and talk, probably just the fewer people right around him would be able to hear him. It was probably pretty early in the morning already, since... Simon has mentioned later in the the text that they had been out fishing all night. So we have this group of fishermen that have just come ashore after what sounds like a very disappointing trip. They haven't caught anything. They aren't really a part of these crowds that are gathering around Jesus, but they are nearby cleaning their gear. They've probably heard of Jesus. His fame has been growing as he's been traveling around. And then as the crowds continue to press in, Jesus goes and just steps into Simon's boat and says, take me out a little way from the shore so that he can teach to the crowd that's gathered. And I'm trying to imagine myself as Simon at this point. I've just had a really disappointing night out on the lake. I haven't caught anything. I'm tired from being up all night. All I really want to do is get my gear clean so I can go home and go to bed. And then this guy walks up and gets in my boat without being invited, and asked me to take him out on the water. I can only imagine, I know I would probably be grumbling under my breath, maybe, maybe even a little more loudly than just grumbling, about this guy who doesn't have a job, who's just wandering around the countryside talking to people, and he comes along and he gets in my boat, when all I want to do is get home and go to sleep. And yet somehow Simon doesn't just immediately throw him out of the boat. He doesn't, you know, row out into the water a little ways and then tip the boat over and knock Jesus off. He decides he's going to humor Jesus. Let's see what this guy has to say. Maybe he's a little curious. He's heard the stories about Jesus going around preaching in the countrysides. So he's curious. Well, maybe I want to hear what this guy has to say. Whatever the reason, Simon just rose out a little ways so that Jesus can better address the crowds. As the people settle down and quiet down in hopes of hearing Jesus, Jesus sits down and teaches them. We don't really know how long he spoke, but we do know that, again, Simon has just had this horrible night out fishing on the lake, 
when Jesus comes and gets in his boat and says, hey, take me back out on the water. And then he sat there and listened to Jesus talk for however long it is. When Jesus turns to him and says, okay, row out just a little bit deeper to the deeper water and put your nets out. And now I'm trying to imagine, I'm already pretty annoyed with this guy who's just come and climbed in my boat without asking and asked me to take him out on the water. And now he wants me to put my nets down. We haven't caught anything. There's nothing in this lake. I imagine it's kind of like having someone suggest that you want to take a slingshot out on your deer hunt with you or, you know, maybe try and pound the screw in with a hammer. Jesus is making a bad suggestion at a time when Simon is already exhausted. But he was willing. We can imagine the tone of his voice as he responded to Jesus, but still, he went along with it. His experience told him that nothing was going to come with this, that this was a complete waste of his time, but he still showed his willingness to do as Jesus suggested. And then he was caught off guard by the abundant amount of fish that were caught in the nets. He was unprepared in that moment for what happened. But then his experience kicked in and he used what he knew to respond to the situation and he called on the other boats, hey, come out and help. We've got a ton of fish. Instead of trying to do it all himself, he called on that support that was available to him. And together they were able to save both the catch of fish and the boats. There's so much in that little bit that's important for us to learn. Sometimes Jesus puts us in situations that we have not had a chance to prepare for. Either physically or mentally. And in those situations, our willingness to listen and heed the call is just as important as having taken the steps in advance to prepare ourselves. In many ways, our willingness at that point in those spaces is our very act of preparedness. Our willingness to experience something different, something we've never experienced before, and to adapt ourselves to it is a part of our act of preparedness. And second, and just as important, is recognizing when we need help and then willingly asking for it. That's the hard part, the willingly asking for help. This is a part of being prepared as well, being prepared for new situations. When we encounter difficulties on our path, when we are in danger of capsizing and losing everything, there are others around us who are experienced, and who can help us with the burden of that heavy load. So knowing the resources that are available to us is also a part of being prepared. Now as the nets began to rip and the boat began to tip, Simon realized in that moment that he was in the presence of the Son of God. Now he had heard the stories that were going around about Jesus He just had Jesus in his boat teaching to this crowd of people. 
But it was that unexpected haul of fish that caused him to recognize Jesus for who he was. Sometimes it is that unexpected thing that happens in the midst of our familiar days that helps us to recognize that presence of God. Simon knew fishing. I'm sure that he knew that lake better than I can possibly imagine. This was his life's work. Hearing the teaching of Jesus may have begun to kindle a little something in him to sow those little seeds of curiosity, some little bit of awareness, but it was that great haul of fish that finally tipped him over the edge into knowledge. And in many ways, it is exactly the same for us. We hear the teachings of Jesus. We hear the stories of his life and of his ministry. We hear about his death, about the resurrection. But it is through our direct experience in the midst of our everyday lives that is most likely to turn us from mere curiosity to belief. Where, God, where is God speaking to you in the midst of your everyday life? Where is the miracle that is Jesus breaking into your life? Now, being prepared does not necessarily mean that we cannot be surprised, only that we can better adapt to the unexpected when it does happen. Though Simon was unprepared in that initial moment for this great haul of fish that was coming in, that was ripping his nets, he had shown his willingness to listen to Jesus, even though his experience told him that it didn't make any sense at all. But once he realized that that haul of fish was ripping his nets and swamping his boat, the fishermen showed their preparedness as they reacted to work together to bring that haul of fish into shore. And in the same way for us, sometimes heeding that call of Jesus doesn't make sense to our experience. Talking about angels and voices from heaven and turning water into wine, and especially the idea of the resurrection of Jesus bodily returning from the grave just doesn't make logical sense to our modern minds. It's hard to be prepared for that sort of knowledge or experience. When Jesus tells those veteran fishermen to lower their nets into the water after an unsuccessful night, Simon somehow didn't ignore him. We can imagine the tone of voice that he used about how he felt about that particular suggestion, but he still listened. He was willing to humor this non-fisherman, and the amount of fish that was caught was overwhelming. In that moment, Simon believed. In that moment, James and John believed, and they left their nets and their boats, and they followed Jesus to become fishers of people. Like the disciples we do our best to follow that one who is both fully human and fully God. And like the disciples, we often have no idea to do with that little bit of knowledge when we first hear it. But it is all part of preparing us for what it is 
to come. So as the band returns to the stage this morning, I want you to consider the fact that each week we gather together in this place. And like the disciples, we hear the teaching of Jesus. We hear Jesus calling us into relationship with God, into relationship with each other, those around us in this room, and those around this church in our community. We hear Jesus calling us to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We hear Christ's call to share that love with other people, to be fishers of people. And hopefully, like them, we will listen and follow Jesus deeper along that path. Whether we are fully prepared or not, our presence shows our willingness to hear the teachings of Jesus and to be transformed by his love for us. So may we, as we leave this place today, remember that Christ calls us even though we are sinners, even though we are imperfect even though we aren't quite prepared for that new life that he is calling us into, even so, he calls to us. And so may we be prepared for that call. May we be prepared to hear that call even when it comes in unexpected ways at unexpected times. May we be prepared to be led in directions we did not plan to go. May we be prepared to leave behind our assumptions and experiences in order to travel deeper with Jesus as he calls us to follow. Thanks be to God.